0: Song of the
1: I love hearing from the rich treasure trove of musicians from the twenty eight communities around the country where Song of the Soul is broadcast. so if you're listening to this show in Oklahoma or California or Massachusetts or Missouri, Oregon, or maybe somewhere else. Be sure to contact me via the Nordenspiritradio.org website and suggest your local music talent to me. But today, we'll be visiting with someone more local, David H.B. Drake, a Milwaukee-centric folk artist for this past 30 years or so, especially known for his Wisconsin presentations of the musical culture of this state. I'll let David H.B. Drake give you a taste of the breadth and the depth of his music as he now joins us by phone from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dave, thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Well, it's really nice to be here. Now, we came together through a mutual friend, I think. Are you a friend of Walter Crafts? Is that what I recall?
2: Walter's not just a friend. He is really also the guy who taught me to sing properly. I mean, I was, I was a singer and writing songs prior to meeting Walter, but he worked with me a lot on slowing down, for one thing, and reaching deep into your voice. And he has a, a, his standard line is, serve the song, which really makes you think about what is it I'm saying, how am I presenting it, what are the dynamics, all of that. So I would say Walter is my number one voice teacher.
1: Did he also teach you to sing Cajun? I mean, since he is kind of a New Orleans boy?
2: No, that is actually a running joke between us because whenever I don't understand what's, what's going on south of the Mason-Dixon line, I ask him, what the heck are you guys thinking? And he gives me the southern boy point of view, and then he you know, refers to me as you know the uptight northerner, and it's like, well, that's because we have snow, and you, you can <laughs> die out there if you're stupid during the winter. It's a reality of life that any northerner knows is that you have to exercise common sense, at least during winter, because you can die by walking out of the door if you're stupid. <laughs> what, I, what I'm basically saying is they have different dangers. Like, you know, I'm not going to walk out of the door and get bit by a snake or an alligator. Whole nother reality. And he's sort of my reality check on being a northerner. Well, sometimes people ask me what kind of music I do. And, you know, sure, I could say folk music or acoustic music or maybe Americana, but I tell people I, that I do Country Northern.
1: Country Northern,
2: huh? Country Northern. And, it, and there's usually a few beats there, and people try to figure that one out. But, you know, I'm not driving around in a pickup truck with a cowboy hat on running over the dog. That's not me. To me, Country Northern is Gordon Lightfoot and Stan Rogers and Ian Tyson. you got a little bit of snow and a whole lot of space and water in your mindset, that you don't have in other parts of the country. Sure.
1: Are you Wisconsin, born and raised?
2: I am born and raised Wisconsin, and I think only two years out of my life have I not lived in Wisconsin. So (laughs) the roots go pretty darn deep.
1: Well, let's get started with your music right away, Dave. Again, folks, we're speaking with David H.B. Drake. That's how you want to find him when you go to the web, davidhbdrake.com. There's a link on org. What song do you want to start out your song Soul with?
2: Well, since it's springtime, I think the most appropriate song would be a song called Chalice Dream Spring. I wrote that in Ladysmith, Wisconsin, at what is a dancer preserve, about five miles south of Ladysmith, called Stream. At one time in my life, I was a professional dancer. And up there, uh, Michael Duran and Barry Lynn took a one-room schoolhouse and started a dance school and performing space up there. So my first wife and I used to go up there and perform, and that was when I was first starting to write songs anyhow. And you know that magical day of spring when the snow melts and the earth takes a deep breath, and you know that the corner has been turned? That was that day, so that was, that's where the song came from.
1: So the first song we'll start off, David H.B. Drake's Song of the Soul with, is Chalice Stream Spring. It's from his CD, Secret Garden. Here is David H.B. Drake.
3: Somehow the sun feels warm again It's lost its grey cold winter face And I just can't remember When I last saw birds around the place The maple trees out in the woods now Flow with sap that's oh so sweet The sun is shining on my face Mud is sticking to my feet Today the earth is waking From its sleeping The spring sings like so many times before Like a phoenix grows new life from last year's reaping As the cycle of the seasons starts once more Somehow I just don't need a coat Winds that chilled me to the core Have lost their roaring lion's throat And I can walk the land once more The smell of last year's field decay Is mixing sweet with growing hope That winter left my world today And spring lies with me on this slope Today the earth is waking From its sleeping. The spring sings like so many times before Like a phoenix grows new life from last year's reaping As the cycle of the seasons starts once more From its sleeping The spring sings like so many times before Like a phoenix grows new life From last year's reaping As the cycle of the seasons Starts once more Waters of the melting streams now flow with hope for life to start. Peaceful pathways wind with dreams where living has become an art. Once more the seasons turn around from blowing snow to dancing rain. So draw your roots deep in the ground. Find the strength to grow again. Today the earth is waking from its sleeping. Spring sings like so many times before Like a phoenix grows new life From last year's reaping As the cycle of the seasons Starts once more Like a phoenix grows new life From last year's reaping As the cycle of the seasons Starts once more
1: think those southern boys like Walter Craft really know what a good spring is like because they haven't had a chalice stream spring like David H.B. Drake has had. He shares that song from Secret Garden today with us. The flute on there, Dave. Who's providing the flute?
2: I'm playing it. The flute was made by Michael Jones, who now lives up near Bayfield, but at the time was living on the stockbridge Muncie Reservation. And if your listeners know Skip Jones, who is a famous Wisconsin folk singer, Michael is Skip's son, and he made me the flute.
1: How sweet. So how do you play the flute and play the guitar at the same time? How many hands do you have?
2: (laughs) Well, this is a studio recording. I mean,
1: you know, that's why they
2: have tracks. So that, that track was added after I had done. Although all of my studio recordings, I'm going front to back. I'm doing the whole song, singing and playing at the same time. Then if we add a violin or a mandolin or like the flute, that would be a separate track. But I've always been a believer in, you know, either you know how to do the song or you don't. And Skip Jones has been my recordist for practically everything I've done. And he and I agreed very early on, don't do anything on a CD that you couldn't do live on a festival stage. And by that I mean, if I was doing this same song and Michael was there then he would play the flute, or on a different song, if I have a violin, well, you know, if the likes of Randy Sabine was standing around and I said, hey, Randy, jump in, you'd hear essentially what you hear on the recording. But you won't hear anything, me singing harmony with myself or anything like that.
1: So you said, Dave, that you were a professional dancer, your wife too. What kind of dancing were we talking about there?
2: I was one of the original members of the Milwaukee Ballet when it started back in 1969 one of four men in the company. Then I married Betty Salomon, who is still dancing uh, after all these years. And Betty and I created Betty Salomon's Dance Circus, which is Wisconsin's longest-running modern dance company. Now, she and I split up after 30 years. We basically had burned each other out, really. You know, if you're in the same pressure cooker 24-7 for 30 years, that took a toll. And so I'm now remarried. And so she... But the dance company is still going, and actually Betty just finished a run of concerts this last weekend.
1: How sweet. Now, you mentioned Michael and Barry, who are part of Chalice Stream, and I actually I generally see Michael at least once a year because usually as part of a Good Friday thing right before Easter, you know, he comes down and I I participate in an ecumenical service at First Congregational UCC here, and he usually does uh, some dance to music as part of that. So I'm so fortunate. My wife took classes from him. I'm a dancer too, but I'm an international folk dancer, so we're different lines there.
2: Well, I've done that too, but I was literally a professional dancer making a living, doing this and running a professional dance company that toured around the Midwest.
1: How wonderful! And now you've got your folk Americana, or nor- what did you call Whatever it? You country, call was it. <laughs> country? Country, and- country, northern. Country, northern. Yeah, country, okay. northern. Yeah. Well, give us some more country, northern, then, huh?
2: As long as I'm on that theme, Betty, my first wife, and I were on a camping trip. We were somewhere in the woodruff Manoqua area, probably the Turtle Flowage or something like that. We were camping, canoe camping, and it's one of those times, you know, you're laying in the tent and the sun is coming up and a storm rolls through. And that was the song, and I call it God's Great Northern Forest.
1: And again, David H.B. Drake, God's Great Northern Forest from Secret Garden. The
3: smell of rain is in the air The distant thunder drums somewhere Fish don't bite, but we don't care We're safe against the weather A northern forest is the place We come to let the peace erase Our grey and concrete city face And spend some time together With just a tent and a canoe No smoke and steel to spoil the view Only me and only you To love the land before us No newspapers, no telephones No cars or bars or cornerstones Only me and you alone In God's great northern forest The wind shifts west across the bay Steals the light from waking day I'd rather lie here anyway Than spend my life in toiling The tall pines bend, the aspens quake The rain hits sizzling on the lake Sets me dreaming half awake Of campfire coffee boiling With just a tent and a canoe No smoke and steel to spoil the view And only me and only you To love the land before us No newspapers, no telephones, no cars or bars or cornerstones Only me and you alone in God's great northern forest Just a tent and a canoe, no smoke and steel to spoil the view, and only me and only you to love the land before us. No newspapers, no telephones, no cars or bars or cornerstones, only me and you alone in God's great northern forest. The storm will pass us by and by I watch the land From where we lie Wonder if there's wood that's dry To start our breakfast warming A distant Loon call breaks the still Soon my sleeping lady Will reach out to hold me In the chill and wake to greet The morning With just a tent and a Canoe, no smoke and steel To spoil the view And only me and only you to love the land before us no newspapers no telephones no cars or bars or cornerstones only me and you alone in God's great northern forest where there's no newspapers no telephones no cars or bars or cornerstones only me and you alone in God's great northern forest
1: Our guest today for Song of the Soul is David H.B. Drake. Dave is here sharing the songs of his soul, and clearly that one, God's Great Northern Forest, is deep in the soul. I, I know how it is myself. Actually, my wife is... Absolutely passionate about canoeing, a lot of time up in the Boundary Waters, just at the north end of Minnesota, folks. And if you haven't been there, no matter what state of the union you're from, it's worth a visit. Come spend a week or 10 days traveling around the millions of acres there. You'll see very few people. It's a Boundary Waters wilderness area. Now, the area that you wrote that song after, though, Dave, I think you were up in the Schwamagon area, is that how it, the flowage that you were part of, yes?
2: Right, I I don't remember exactly which set of lakes we were on at the time, but I would guess it would have been the turtle flowage, wherever they would have some wilderness
1: camping. And folks, if you want to look that up on a map in northern Wisconsin, the schwamagon that's how it's pronounced. But I have no idea how it's spelled because it's got a lot of letters that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it it, it
2: kind of looks like Chicka or something like that.
1: <laughs> so beautiful times out canoeing, it's part of heaven. I mean, of course, there's also the state bird, the mosquito, that is a little bit of a threat, but it's worth it. It's worth it just to be there. In God's great northern forest, yeah.
2: And quite literally, if these are songs of the Spirit, that's where I find God Mm -hmm. face-to-face, as opposed to having a roof between me and Him. So, yeah, it's relative.
1: Were you raised at all religiously? I I know that there's one song that you have, Someone's Praying Kumbaya. In that song, you talk about your mother teaching you to pray, and one of the lines I really like having that song, which we're not going to be sharing today, I think, you say that when you sing, you're praying twice or something to that effect? To sing is to pray twice.
2: And I just, last night, well, yesterday, I did three shows, and they are all called Simple Faith because we're on the run up to Easter as we're doing this interview. Those are my Songs of Faith program, and that's something I mention every program, is that my mother literally taught us that singing was a form of prayer, and I really took that to heart.
1: What religious or spiritual background? Was there a group of people you got together with when you shared your songs of the soul?
2: Well, I was raised Catholic. My mother was, you know, she was a deep believer, Catholic, but she also taught us to question, which is to say take nothing at face value. My mother was actually a nationally published poet. She was in a Best American Poets of 1949. So she really, really... She didn't make us, but she got us to listen to words very carefully. And anybody raised Catholic in my age group would have known about the Baltimore Catechism. That's where they state some piece of doctrine, and your job is to recite it back word for word. Not necessarily understand what it says, just recite it back word for word. And my mother would sit there going, now what does that mean? What are they actually saying here? and that same mindset applies to everything i hear on the news nowadays is what the heck are they actually saying what do the words mean which makes you turns you into a songwriter pretty quick <laughs> yeah. and and the balance was my father didn't have a whole lot of use for the building the institution of the church so when it was you know sunday morning we're going to mass He'd drive my brother and my mom and I to church, go off and have a cup of coffee and have a cigarette. And then after church, he'd drop my mom off at home and take my brother and I out in the woods and say, you want to see God? Here you go. And that's where God's great northern forest comes from, really, is growing up with the art and the music and the history of the Catholic Church, not necessarily all the doctrine, but balance that with my father's love of nature.
1: You know, I grew up Catholic as well, had a good experience of it, but I knew it wasn't a good fit for me by the time I was becoming an adult. And so at 18, I went searching around. I found Quakers, and that fits for me, has fit with me since. What's happened for you, Dave, in the interim?
2: Well, in the interim, I got turned, and this is because of Skip Jones, Skip and Michael, and Skip lives up on the stockbridge Muncie Reservation. Got to be good friends with him, and I do my recording up on the stockbridge Muncie. And I really started to tune into the Native American point of view. Another experience I had very early on was I was hiking up in Patterson State Park, up near Superior, and that's where Big Manitou Falls is. And I was walking through the woods, and there was a sign there that says, Manitou is the spirit of all good things found in all things, something to that effect. The great good spirit that dwells in all things. And then I walk out, and there's this 300-and-something-foot waterfall. And it's like, yeah, that's Manadu. So I had that (laughs) in my head. That kind of, you know, smacks you upside the head and goes, you looking for God? There you go. Uh, Same as my father would have said. Then hanging out on the res, you know, that stuff starts seeping into the cracks of your brain. So now I'm the song leader at Congregation of the Great Spirit, which is a Native American Catholic church in Milwaukee. I'm the one that does, you know, turn to page 236 and thirty six will sing this, and the actual Native Americans are doing the traditional Native American songs in the service. I'm the white guy up there with the guitar singing the typical stuff.
1: And, folks, I will include a link for Congregation of the Great Spirit. It's org, but you'll find it on nortonspiritradio.org, along with the list of the songs that we're going to share. And I think we should share another one right away, Dave. What's next?
2: The one I was actually thinking of next is the complete counterpoint to the first two. I mean, the reason I need to go out into the woods and out into nature is to get away from the city. I live in Milwaukee. I mean, every day you get up and the first thing you do is have a couple of cups of coffee to get your heart started. Then you face the day here in the city, which is loud and noisy and all of that. This is a track called The Daily Grind, and it is a little piece of weirdness. It's my one and only rap song. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I contend that songwriting, I, I've taught songwriting classes, and I like to use the image of a slow cooker, crock pot that inspiration doesn't just strike like lightning. Real writing of any sort, creativity of any sort, is continually observing everything around you and dropping these ingredients into this slow cooker, and then suddenly you find an ingredient that just makes it, you know, bang, that's the thing that sparks the recipe. That's when you got to write it down, because if you leave it in too long, it's going to burn, and you won't have it anymore but it's that magical ingredient that makes it peak. Okay, this is the opposite. I think I was the only songwriter who was awake at 5 o'clock in the morning grinding coffee, Uh, (laughs) and lightning hit me, and I was literally grinding coffee, and I came up with a rap song. Go figure.
1: We are figuring, Dave, and so we're going to listen to David H.B. Drake. The song is The Daily Grind. Here it comes. Shake it up, Dave. Well, the sun come up and
4: alarm clock ring. Time to drag on out and do my thing. But my brain is fuzzy and my eyes are lead. It's still around midnight in my head. You gotta grind. You gotta get up, get out, get on, go. You gotta grind. Well, I drag to the kitchen, grab me a cup. I don't know for sure which way is up. But I reach for the bag full of big brown beans and I go for a ride in my coffee machine. You gotta grind. You gotta get up, get out, get on, go, you gotta grind Well, it may just seem habitual, but for a good time morning ritual You just put those beans in a coffee grinder and you crank them down until they kinda Smell like the earth on a new plowed farm or a hickory log When it's getting warm, you gotta grind You gotta get up, get out, get on, go, you gotta grind So I pour me a cup when the water's boiling. Gonna start my engine for the long day's toil. And it's a wake-up call from Colombian Java. Black as ink and hot as lava. Gotta grind. You gotta get up, get out, get on, go. You gotta grind. So if you got the blues, if you got the downs If you can't get moving when the day comes round You're in the dumps and you're feeling sad You just get a grinder like your grandma had You grind them beans all fresh and roasted While the eggs get sunny and the toast gets toasted Fire up your body and crank up your mind for a song and dance we call the daily grind You gotta grind You gotta get up, get out, get on, go You gotta grind
1: Yeah Can we all say, yeah, there it is, The Daily Grind by David H.B. Drake. He's my guest today for Song of the Soul. It is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, that means you find us at northernspiritradio.org. I'm a Northern boy just like David Drake, NorthernSpiritRadio.org. On that site, you'll find almost 12 years of our programs for free listening download. Not only this program, but my interview with Walter Kraft and other folks who get mentioned during this interview. Also on that site, you'll find links to our guests for their information about them, the song list, and so on. And there's also a place to post comments we love two-way communication, and your role in that is to come to the site and post a comment on this program. There's also a place to donate, and that's how this 100% full-time work is supported. It's by your donations. It's not because of the government. It's not because of corporations. It's because you, the listener, value having this kind of music on the air. So please come and donate when you do pass by. Also, I really think it's extremely important that you support your local community radio station, They provide you a slice of music and of news that you get nowhere else. And so they need your wallet and your hands to help make them persist. And I'm sure that you could say a word or two about that, Dave. You must have had a contact with a few community radio stations along the way.
2: Oh, an awful lot of them. And realistically speaking, you know, when you're doing the type of music that I and Walter and Skip and and all these Wisconsin and, you know, Midwestern folk singers do. Let's face it, you don't get played on commercial radio. It doesn't happen. The only place you're going to hear the music by your local performing artists is on the public station, be it the statewide or a local college or whatever. I've been at this for pushing 40 years, and I remember the very first time I actually heard myself on radio. I was driving along, and the last song that we're probably going to play, Shorelines, came on the radio, And I thought I had hit my cassette player, and, you know, the cassette went in. And then suddenly I realized, no, that's coming over the radio. (laughs) And, And I pulled off and I sat there kind of shaking, going, oh, my God, I'm being heard all across the state on Wisconsin Public Radio. That is an incredible feeling. But no other station commercial
1: would have ever played that song. It doesn't happen. And it's their loss, it is. Yeah. Well, let's continue with some more of your fine music, Dave. What's next?
2: Well, I've had a couple of friends say that two of the best things in the world are food and music. And when you can put them together, you know, that's absolute heaven. I have always been a great lover of potluck dinners. I happen to you know, go to a lot of them because if you're doing a house concert or something, you tend to have a potluck. Same thing with the church I sang at last night. They had a potluck dinner, and then I performed. So I'm a a real, you know, very fond of homemade cooking and potlucks and people actually sharing their best food with each other and talking and all of that. So I was playing at a church somewhere, and they had a potluck just before I went on, and I just scribbled this down on a napkin and did it on the spot, and it's become really one of my favorite you know, if somebody said, what of your own songs are your favorites? This is probably in the top five, because it is just purely a folk song about an experience that most of us have
1: had. some to feed your soul, folks. It's Potluck by David H.B. Drake.
2: We got potluck,
5: friends are coming for potluck, homemade with care, gimme potluck, dish us up some potluck, now everybody share. Now, if you can't get all the words to sing along, you can help me out with the one word that's really important, which is potluck. Here we go. We got potluck. Friends are coming for potluck. Homemade with care. Gimme potluck. Dish a some Potluck. Now everybody share. gonna gather for a fine time evening. Dinner with neighbors always feels so good. Out on the back porch, up on a picnic. Homemade cooking is the finest food we got. Potluck, friends are coming for. Potluck, homemade with care. Gimme potluck, dish us up some. Potluck, now everybody share. Bring out the jello with the little marshmallows, sloppy joes always taste like fun. Macaroni cheese and a three bean salad, seventeen desserts when the dinner is done. We got potluck, friends are coming for, potluck oh made with care gimme, potluck us up some, potluck now everybody share. Gathered together for a prayer of thanksgiving tables laid heavy with the family feast pour me a coffee please pass the sugar i'll go back for seconds at least we got potluck friends are coming for potluck homemade with care gimme potluck dish out sup some potluck now everybody share Bring out the guitars, bring out the banjos, bring out the dulcimers, what a sight! We'll sit around in a great big circle and we'll sing songs till the next day, like we got. Potluck, friends are coming for. Potluck, homemade with care, gimme. Potluck, dish us up some. Potluck, now everybody share we got. Potluck, friends are coming for. Potluck, homemade with care, gimme. Potluck, dish us up some. Potluck now,
1: everybody, share. I, too, am a big fan of Potlucks. That was Potluck by David H.B. Drake. His website, davidhbdrake.com. The link's on org. He's here today for Song of the Soul. As I said, I am a fan of Potlucks. As a matter of fact, in the Quaker universe, that's completely normal. Back when my first wife and I were getting married, we made our own plans about how the wedding would go, and we decided for the meal, instead of catered or anything like that, we'd want a potluck. And so when we talked to the Quaker people in charge of organizing this, their question was not, how do you want to do the meal? Their question is, who do you want to organize your potluck? It's just such part of the culture. And uh, just like you say, for house concerts and everything else, Dave, yeah, potlucks are just a great way to bring people together at the point where we all meet, which is the stomach.
2: Exactly. And you are bringing part of your personality to that potluck you know how many times you said ooh that's good how what's the recipe you know and somebody'll say well you know my mother comes from slovenia and they use paprika a lot and that's the thing that makes it sparkle and and you've just learned something much deeper about the person than just the ingredients of the food
1: yeah it's really i think that for a lot of people their true experience of communion is either coffee or potluck, or both.
2: Well, both. <laughs> and you know, Interesting that coffee's in that one, too. I find that the word coffee filters into my songs a lot for some reason. Uh, <laughs> it's symbolic of something or other. At least in Wisconsin culture, my goodness, you know, if, if you were in England, the first thing they would do is say, do you want a cup of tea? In the Upper Midwest, at least, the first thing that people say is, do you want a cup of coffee? At least, uh, you know, in terms of a metaphor in songwriting, coffee, in my reality at least, is the metaphor for let's sit down together and talk and mellow out and like that, as opposed to let's sit down and have a beer.
1: Which is also a Wisconsin metaphor.
2: Which is also Wisconsin tradition.
1: (laughs) So I think we have some more music for your Song of the Soul. And so next up will be what?
2: This is probably one of the songs I'm proudest of. I started singing professionally and publicly. The first show I did that I actually got paid for was a Christmas concert. And Christmas has always been extremely significant to me. I also do Santa Claus, not sit down, but I do a Christmas concert for kids dressed as Santa. I started out doing Christmas concerts and this is getting into a family thing again, but way back when I was a little kid, we, you know, we only had 78s and 45s, and finally my family got a 33 RPM record player for Christmas. And my parents let us get one album to play on it at Christmas. And we got Harry Belafonte's Christmas album, which for my money is the finest Christmas album ever made. And I must have played the grooves out of that thing. But that's one of the things that taught me to sing and taught me to play, because when I was starting guitar, that's what I played, because that was the album we had to play along with. So I have a Christmas album out, and in a big way, it is a tip to Harry Belafonte. Probably the most known song on it is Mary's Boy Child, which was his big Christmas hit. But that's not that well known. Everything else are folk songs about Christmas or about at least winter that come from around the world done in English. But I tried very hard not to do anything you could hear on radio. So it's, it's folk Christmas music. Anyhow, I have always been, you know, being raised Catholic, somebody said, who's your favorite saint? Well, it's a toss-up between St. Blaze, which is the B part of my HB name. HB is Henry Blaze because that's my confirmation name. But Saint Blaise is the patron saint of singers, blessing of the throats on February second. My other favorite is Saint Joseph, who is the patron saint of working men, because I come from a long, long line of people who have labored mighty hard, and I myself was a theater technician for most of my career, meaning you know crawling up ladders and running wires and unloading trucks and all that. You know, it's, it's labor. So I've always been partial to Joseph. Well. In the Christmas story, Jesus gets songs, Mary gets songs, the three kings get songs, the shepherds and the sheep get songs. Joseph never got a song, other than perhaps the cherry tree carol. And I thought Joseph deserved a song, because somebody had to clean up after that donkey while everybody else was (laughs) adoring Jesus, you know. That's the essence of the song. And, And the thing that triggered it, if you remember the thing called the Million Man March, yeah, it was, you know, a million men standing up and saying, "Take care of your kids," basically. And I I went, "Wow. Think about that. You know, Joseph not only carpenter patron saint of working men, but this guy took on a pregnant wife and raised someone else's kid. He didn't have to do that, but he did. What a thing to look up to." So I wrote a song which is a conversation between Joseph and, you know, a shepherd or an angel or something standing there. Saying, "What the hell are you thinking, man?" <laughs> that's that's the essence of it.
1: And so, here you're going to hear a song by David H. B. Drake and Elizabeth Friedman singing together. It's from the album "Let There Be Light." It's called "Oh Joseph."
3: some hay for sleeping to keep this small baby and my mare a father in heaven But a mother and a baby need a father on earth
0: Oh Joseph, oh Joseph Tell me what were you building
3: What were you building in your carpenter's shed I was building a cradle to rock this fair baby, and a roof for to shelter my dear Mary's head. I was crying for the children who are born without fathers to hold them and feed them and keep them from harm. I brought some hay for sleeping, to keep this small baby and my Mary warm.
1: Clearly the heart of a loving father there in the song, O oh, Joseph. It's from Let There Be Light, and David H.B. Drake is my guest for Song of the Soul, singing that song with Elizabeth Friedman what a beautiful message to carry out to folks. And yeah, if only we can have more fathers involved. There is a unfortunate setup in our system currently. As much as we want to encourage, and a lot of people work real hard, partners, divorced partners included, work really hard to care for the kids together. There are some folks and it unfortunately happens more often where women are bitter about the marriage and use that as leverage and use the kids as leverage against men. Of course, there's a lot of good women who don't do that and more to their credit. But it's so wonderful when men step forward and take their full responsibility as well as their rights with respect to kids. And so that's a great song to capture that.
2: Yeah, I've I've always felt that really fathers don't get enough credit. I mean, you know, this is not to take anything away from, I mean, my goodness, being a mother is one horrendous piece of responsibility. Not to mention, it's like the old joke about a chicken and a pig looking at breakfast. The pig says to the chicken, well, you know, you made a contribution, but, but, you know, I really had to put everything into that. It's a weird little joke, but anyhow. But the point being, I don't think fathers are honored enough and just take a look at practically any television sitcom, the father's always an idiot, and i don 't like that. Fathers are not idiots of so very many many of them, and mothers too now go off and you know break their backs all day so that their kids can eat and we have one day out of the year where we might acknowledge that you know father 's day, and
1: the rest of the year we take it for granted well i 'm glad you gave the tribute there to Joseph for stepping into the plate and That's exactly what we need both men and women to do to raise the best kids that we can. And one more thing that we absolutely need is to squeeze in one more song for your Song of the Soul. And you told us earlier in the interview that what's coming, why don't you spell it out for folks, huh, Dave? The last
2: song is called Shorelines. The essence of this is, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Now, I was profoundly influenced in terms of writing probably most by Tom Paxton, certainly by Harry Belafonte and Theodore Bikel, but Stan Rogers is the one that actually gave me the nerve to start writing songs. I heard his music and went, damn, I want to do that. But the thing is, at the time, I was not a sailor. I'm actually a professional sailor now, able-bodied seaman, and I've, for 25 years I've worked on tall ships, wooden, high-masted ships, on the Great Lakes and both oceans, but whatever, 30-some years ago, I was the guy standing on the shore looking out at the boat going, gee, I wish I could do that. And oddly enough, I wrote the song of, the background on this is that my parents had a strange idea of summer camp. They didn't send us to summer camp. They sent us to a farm in Kenosha, and we milked cows and pitched hay and, you know, all of that. That was our summer camp.
1: <laughs> that sounds in, like a good summer camp to me.
2: <laughs> well, you know, in, you know, looking back at it, I learned a hell of a lot more doing that than I would have, you know, making lanyards. But at the time, it was just, you know, sweaty, nasty work. And we go down to the shores of Lake Michigan and go jump in the lake and wash off and cool off. My father was a sailor, uh, Navy, and he would point out the ships to us. And I just had this image of a farmer who is sick and tired of of working his butt off in the fields, going down to the shoreline, looking out at a ship and saying, boy, when I get done with this damn farm, I'm going to become a sailor. That's true freedom. At the same time, there's a sailor standing at the rail of the ship, and he's been on the ship for like a year. He's looking into the shore at the green hills of Wisconsin saying, boy, when I get off this damn ship, I'm going to get me a farm. That's real freedom, right? So it's all a matter of perspective where someone else's freedom looks better than your own, and that's the shoreline. And then Stan Rogers' song called Tiny Fish for Japan was bouncing around my head, so the tune is very similar. It was the song that actually got me onto boats because I got known for doing water songs. People invited me on their boats and I learned how to be a sailor as a result. And so for the last you know, 25, 30 years, I've been working on tall ships and singing on them, including the Dennis Sullivan, which is Wisconsin's flagship.
1: We're going to listen to one last song by David H.B. Drake, website davidhbdrake.com, links on org. We're going to listen to half of something. The first part is actually a poem that Dave wrote. That's called For Stan. We're going to be listening to the song that accompanies that. It's called Shorelines. It's on his CD, Fisherman's Beach. That's one of 11, I believe, David H.B. Drake CDs you can grab out there in the world. Again, there's a link right from his website. You can find all of that fine music Thank you so much for joining me today. We didn't even really talk about Wisconsin Sing, your musical history of Wisconsin. People find information about that on your website. There's such a rich three decades of fine music making you've been doing here in Wisconsin. I Thank you so much for doing that and for joining us today for Song of the Soul. And Thank you very much for having me. So we play you out with David H.B. Drake's song, Shorelines, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Shorelines. It was down by the water's edge
3: that our eyes met as you gazed at my dry world from your sea dark and wet. And I stood on the sand as you leaned at the rail. And you longed for a farm I wished I could sail And I saw myself sailing The wild open main You saw yourself reaping The fields rich with grain And we lived for a moment In each other's shoes Feeling tired of our old life Wanting anew And it's heave away, haul away Bend your back, draw your pay You raise your sails, I'll raise my hay And it's you dream of green fields While I dream of the sea We think ourselves prisoners While the other is free saw myself standing Late watch on the bow You saw yourself satisfied Working a plow For my grass must look green When you're pulling an oar And your water seems bluer From here on the shore And it's heave away, haul away Bend your back, draw your pay You raise your sails and I'll raise my hay And it's you dream of green fields While I dream of the sea And we think ourselves prisoners While the other is free I love the traveling I love my home And your roots hold no earth And I swim like a stone So we've each found our place In the choices life gives Left to dream of how happy The other must live And it's heave away, haul away bend your back, draw your pay. You raise your sails and I'll raise my hay and it's you dream of green fields while I dream of the sea. We think ourselves prisoners while the other is free. It was down by the water's edge that our eyes met as you gazed at my Dry world from your sea, dark and wet, and I stood on the sand as you leaned at the rail. And you longed for a farm. I wished I could.